0: Did you spot it though? Did you spot Joseph's superpower? As for me and my house, as for me and my children, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. His superpower was, I think I've got it on a slide here if we're at the right spot. There you go. Obedience. Obedience. He obeyed God. Uh, If you've got your Bibles open still, page, what was it, 965, I think it was. um, Verse 24 of our passage says, When Joseph woke up, He did what the angel of the Lord commanded. He did what the Lord had commanded. Uh, But where does this special power of obedience come from? You see, in the end, obeying God is only something that God can give us. Uh, But God has some very interesting ways in which He helps us to learn to obey. As we've seen, Joseph had a threefold lesson in this. There might have been tough lessons to learn, but let's have a look at again how, Joseph helped, how God helped Joseph to get obedience. And as we're doing this, just ask yourself, is God asking me to obey in similar ways? Because my guess is, he probably is for some of us. Um, the first way, um, and you, you might have got a little glimpse of it earlier on, is, uh, is Joseph is tested. He's tested. Now, tests come in all different shapes and sizes. For Joseph, his fiancée's pregnant. He's going to have a baby. So, some child is on the way. And we saw how upset Joseph was, or could have been. It's not the fairy tale romance and family that he hoped for. Being a dad, or being a parent, or being part of any family can be pretty tough, can't it? There are all sorts of things that make our relationships hard, all sorts of ways in which we're tested. Uh, I guess that even some of us now are struggling in relationships within our families. Uh, Maybe there are people in your family that you know you're supposed to love, but actually they don't feel very lovable at the moment. Uh, Perhaps uh, there's somebody in your family who is making daft decisions and making life a bit difficult for the rest of you. Uh, Maybe um, somebody's left. Or even died. Uh, Maybe somebody is getting seriously up your nose. What we do in times of testing, uh, in our families as well as anywhere else, speaks volumes about where our priorities lie. When we're tested, will we trust God? Uh, Will we do the right thing? Will we obey? That's the superpower. Um, Lots of us Christians will tell you uh, that during hard times, uh, that's probably when we learn to obey God the most. We learn to trust him more. Some people will even say that it's during hard times where they started to trust God for the first time. I was um, reading a little uh, magazine that's been hanging around at church recently. You might have seen it. Scorchio, it's called. It's all about the World Cup. Fantastic. Some really good reading in there. Um, And um, this chap, I think I've got a picture of him. Where is he? He's there. There he is. Um, Does anybody know who that is? Come on, there must be some football aficionados. It's Senna, yeah, it's Marcus Senna. He's the the Brazilian who's playing for Spain in the World Cup. Um, And he's interviewed in this magazine and he says this. He says, the difference that Jesus makes in my life is everything. Quite simply, he makes all the difference. There is nothing I can do without Jesus in my life. Jesus is everything to me. Um, And life's not been all that easy for Senna at times. Um, He's had very serious knee problems. Four operations on his knee. Um, So much so that doctors are amazed... Uh, that he's still able to play football at top level. He says this, It's difficult being injured because players want to play. That is what we like best. I don't know uh, any other player who's had four knee injuries who's been able to carry on playing at the top level. I give thanks and honour and glory to God for having strengthened me through it. I'm at peace. And this is the interesting bit. I know God has a purpose in our lives. If I'm injured, it's for a reason that I'm injured. Testing times... Teachers to obey. When tests come, what will you think? What will you do? Joseph, verse 24 of our passage, woke up and did what the angel of the Lord had commanded. Testing was one way in which he learnt to obey God. Now, the second thing uh, that helped him to obey God was this, uh, this angel turns up and. Uh, I'm doing well with my teas. Philip Packing, our previous vicar, would be very proud of me, getting all these, starting with the same letter. Uh, Joseph was told. He's told. Uh, The angel speaks to him, tells him what God wants, and he does what God wants. Now, I don't think we can all expect an angel to turn up in our dreams. Uh, It could happen. And if an angel does turn up in your dreams, I suggest you listen very carefully and do what he says. However, even if an angel doesn't turn up, God speaks to us. And he speaks to us very, very clearly indeed. He speaks to us through his word. Um, A word which um, uh, was spoken and created absolutely everything. The mountains, the flowers, you. God speaks, uses his word, and it creates everything. Have you ever thought, as you've looked around the world, there must be a God? You're being told. Um, God's word is also the Bible. The Bible. This book that we've been looking at today, Uh, our vicar Paul, uh, very wisely, very wisely, uh, said to us once in a a sermon, uh, as you open the Bible and you read it, it's not just reading it, you're actually meeting with God face to face. Uh, You're being told. Have you ever done that? Have you ever picked up your Bible? It might be that some of you have not picked up the Bible for a long, long time. Pick it up, have a read, and recognise that this is God speaking to us. We're being told. Uh, You're meeting with him face-to-face. Ask a Christian to meet with you and uh, and read the Bible or even come along to our Christianity Explored courses that we run here every now and again. Just spot them on little flyers around the place. We'd love to go through Mark's Gospel with you and listen to what God is saying. Uh, Of course, the other uh, thing about God's Word is it's a name that was used for Jesus in the Bible. When I first considered uh, Jesus, I was 18 years old Um, I considered him as a historical figure. Who was he? What what did he do? What did he say? Was what he said true? Um, And I can honestly say that when I listened to Jesus and heard from him, it was one of the best things ever and it changed my life. It was the turning point, as we've heard it was for Marcus Senna earlier on. We've all been told stuff by God. We all carry on being told stuff by God. You'll get it as you walk around your streets, you'll get it as you sat here this morning in church, you'll get it in school, you'll talk about it in a pub at work, wherever. But the real question about what we've been told in all of these situations is is it true? Is it true? Matthew wrote all this stuff down and Christians trust it because it is true. Verse 21 Jesus really did grow up to save people from the sins. It's fantastic news. Uh, Me and other Christians will tell you that once you answer the question "Is it true?" with a great big yes, then obedience is a fantastic thing and a great thing, just like just like Joseph. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded. Listening and trusting to what he'd been told helped Joseph to obey. Um, And uh, our final one is part of God's big plan. Uh, This is is all God's timing. It's all his timing. Um, What did it say in verses uh, 22 and 23 of our passage? I'll read them out to you again. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and he'll give birth to a son and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You know, Joseph might have been a bit freaked out, particularly freaked out. Matt acts freaked out quite well, doesn't he, uh, earlier on. Um, But it seems that he did trust God's big plan. He isn't mentioned that much more in the Bible beyond Jesus' childhood. And he may have even died by the time Jesus was crucified, but he trusted in God's timing. It's amazing to look back over Bible history. If you've never done that, then I suggest you have a go. Um, Because right away from Adam and Eve, through Abraham and Moses and Joseph, uh, onto the kings, David and Solomon and such like. Uh, God's timing is perfect. There's no uh, sort of uh, fluke here. It's not beginner's look or anything like that. It's perfect. Um, When you get to uh, Jesus uh, in the Bible, um, uh, Romans chapter 5, it says this. Uh, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died For the ungodly. At just the right time, Mary gets pregnant. At just the right time, Joseph is called to obey. At just the right time, Jesus arrives. You know, sometimes, like it must have been for Joseph, it is hard to trust God's timing, isn't it? It's really hard, particularly if it's one of these tests uh, that you're facing. Basically, living as a Christian is all about uh, waiting for God's ultimate timing, when he sort of steps into history and sorts everything out, when Jesus comes back as he promised he would. But in the meantime, we need to trust and live as though everything that happens, even the tough stuff, even the hard stuff, even the tests, is God's timing, his perfect timing, uh, something that God has proved right the way through history. You, You can trust him. His timing is perfect. So, uh, tests. Um, could it be that God's designed life, as it is for you at the moment, as a, as a bit of a test? Is he, is he saying to you, look, you need, you need to obey, and will you obey? Um, uh, are you being told? We all get told, don't we? We can all hear what we've heard this morning, and uh, uh, reading our Bibles, all sorts of stuff. We see stuff going on in our world which makes us think about God. Um, is what it says true? And will you even bother asking the question? Uh, And when it comes to timing, are you prepared uh, to wait and trust until God's promises come true? We're just about done now. Joseph woke up and did what the angel of the Lord commanded. Uh, But before we come to my last uh, thought on uh, this super dad with his special God-given power of obedience, uh, we're going to sing again. Um, As we sing this song, uh, just notice... Uh, Notice what we're told about in the song. And notice how what we're told helps us when we're tested. Uh, The song's also an opportunity for the church congregation here um, to give. Um, If you're a guest, um, it's just brilliant to have you. Um, We don't want you to to give anything. Just pass the bag on by as it comes past. It's just really good to have you here. Um, So uh, we're going to stand and sing as the music starts. Now, it's really interesting to see how Joseph's obedience to God works out in practice. And maybe his mums and dads and all of us can learn uh, from his example. Verse 24 of our passage goes like this. When Joseph woke up, we've heard it lots, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Uh, Two words come to mind. Um, when I look at how Jesus, uh, Joseph obeyed God, um, here they are. They're stays and they're strong. Joseph did as God asked. He remained around. He didn't have to, but he decided he would. Uh, Joseph did the right thing and stayed with Mary. He, he took the boy as his own son and he gave him the name Jesus just as the angel had told him. Joseph was present. Through all the the testing uh, and all the telling, and even though the timing might not have been what he would have liked, he stays. The baby hasn't even come yet. Uh, He's not got a hint of how this baby is going to save people from their sins, but he decides to be obedient and he stays. And it mustn't have been easy to stay around. Um, I'm sure he got some flack. Like anybody who is obedient to God, you get flack. Um, you can imagine it, can't you? Oh, Mary, she's pregnant, you know, I've seen her, she's got a little lump and they're not married yet, it's terrible. Or, or down the pub. What do you mean, mate, you're not sleeping with her until she's had the baby, you must be absolutely nuts. But Super Dad Joseph, Joseph with his God-given superpower of obedience, managed to stay and be strong. How did he do it? Well, his test And what he was told, uh, and the timing of it all, meant that he realised, and this is the important bit, if you don't take anything else away today, remember this. He realised that he wasn't the only one who stays and who's strong. Uh, Just look at what uh, uh, the angel told him about the boy and his names. Verse 23, The virgin will be with child, and she'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Through Jesus... God is with us. He stays. God stays with us. And the baby's other name? She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. I don't know of anything that you need to be more strong for and need more strength for uh, than to be crucified on a cross when you're nothing, you've, got nothing, you've done nothing wrong. Uh, you're taking the punishment for everybody else and the way in which they've disobeyed God. That's real strength. It's a great message for dads, this, I think. Um, especially those ones who want to be good and even super dads. Um, but it's the same for all of us. Whenever we're tested, uh, whenever we're told, uh, whenever we're reminded of God's perfect timing, God is saying to us, look, obey me. Obey me, do as I say, it's what's best for you. And obedience to God isn't just a one-off thing. Obedience to God means staying in power and strength. Loving the less lovable folk that we live with and know. Um, Sticking with the people, even though they make daft decisions sometimes. Keeping at it when people get ill or leave or die. It's about trusting and keeping on trusting God and obeying him while a world and people get up your nose. Because that's exactly what God is like for us through Jesus. He stays, he's God with us. And he's strong, strong enough to save us from our sins when we mess up, which is what all of us do. And a God like that deserves to be obeyed and deserves to be praised too, which is what we're going to do in our final hymn now. We're going to praise God. Um, Praise my soul, the King of heaven. Let's stand and sing together this last song.